Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. All right, let's go Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi this afternoon, wherever you're tuned in, or maybe online. Uh, no matter how you find the Eagle Hour every day, we appreciate you joining us every day at 1 o'clock as we talk Southern Miss sports. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of USM Athletics, and of course this program and a great place to cater your next event, whether it be large or small, private or business-wise, doesn't matter. Dickies can cater any event for any size, and the food is always delicious. Broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Course Studio in Hattiesburg, this is Bob and Kelly. Luke uh, continues to be off. Uh, I think he'll be joining us tomorrow as we go on the road for the Mississippi Peanut Festival up in Collins, Mississippi. More about that a little later. Juan Cardona is a new basketball coach at Southern Miss. He'll be joining us later in the hour to talk about men's preparation for the upcoming season. But we're delighted today to have, for the first time on the Eagle Hour, the new ladies softball coach for the University of Southern Mississippi, Coach Natalie Poole. And Coach, welcome to Southern Miss and welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. 11 years at the University of Memphis, and uh, now you're the head coach here at uh, at Southern Miss. Uh, coach, you take over a team that uh, won 29 games last year, 29 and 23, and uh, had a big win over a nationally ranked Florida team, I believe, early in the season. So you come into a, a squad that I, I think you're going to tell us is, is talented. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I do believe that we've got some good pieces here already in place uh, that I'm just going to be, you know, excited to be able to be coaching. Coach, we found uh, with volleyball that uh, we had a new coach come in for for ladies volleyball, and uh, and I'll put this uh, diplomatically they uh, they had a lot of talent on the team. What those kids seemed to have needed was a change in environment and a change in leadership, and they seemed to have really blossomed early in the year under that leadership. Is is it fair to say that that may be the situation that you've walked into? I would definitely say that in some cases I would say that, yes, um, I think for some, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's all that sometimes, you know, athletes need is maybe a change to change the culture, a change to leadership, a change to the environment, as you said, and it can make a whole lot of difference when it comes to coaching athletes. Um, that mental piece, 
emotional peace, that all of those things kind of connect to what they do physically and their buy-in and their abilities to grow. And, and so sometimes all it takes is a little bit of something like that to make a difference. Kelly? Coach, I wanted to talk to you about your punch list when you first got here. And I guess I guess every coach kind of goes through a process when they get to a new place, although it's been 11 years since you've really taken on a new assignment. So what are some of the things at the top of your punch list, three or four things that you want to get accomplished most immediately as you take over the Lady Eagle program? Well, one, of course, is awareness of what I have on my team. So they had a couple kids graduate out of the program. They also had a couple of athletes who left the program um, that maybe eventually, like over time, we would have um, seen, you know, what they could contribute to the team or who they might have been, you know, along the way. And, and so I think that for me, it was just kind of getting a handle on what was left, what we have. Um, we have a slim team. We are only 17. Um, I left a team that had 27. And while that's really high, and I would say I'd probably feel comfortable around the probably 22-23 um, range, I think that probably would want to top off there. I think we're slim in some aspects. And so for us, like determining athletic ability and abilities to be versatile on the field as well, you know, um, what can kids offer in more than one um, position? What all can they do for us to figure out how to make sure, one, that we're utilizing all talents, and then, of course, like what we've got to do to maintain health to make sure that we're healthy to play. So those were kind of the number one things, figuring out who we have personnel-wise. Um, and then number two, of course, is recruiting. You know, recruiting is a main thing. And so, you know, I didn't recruit over the summer um, other than kids that I'd already known. But because of making the job change, it just that takes time. And so, you know, transitioning over here and then also my staff as well. So, like, each of them have some knowledge of athletes, but just getting back out there, seeing what we have and then what we need to fill some gaps with, I think was a major priority. And then just making sure that people know who we are and we start communicating with those people kind of regionally, maybe some of our national contacts that we have. But that was probably a secondary piece. And outside of sports in general, I've got a child and finding a home and a school for her was very important for me. And, and we got settled in. But, you know, as far as this team is concerned is that we wanted to connect with them. We needed to make sure that they – feel a connection with us, start to get to know us, and start building some relationships. Next question is a two-part question. You've got two pretty good softball programs at Jones and on the junior college ranks right up the road in Ellisville. The program at Pearl River is steadily getting better down in Poplarville. Where do the junior colleges specifically around the area fit into perhaps potential plans and how prolific has the transfer portal been on the women's side of the ledger when we hear so much of it on the men's side? Sure. So, um, funny that you say that about Jones and Pearl, but we are in communication with them um, right now because of um, some of the athletes that we think that could come in and help us fill some gaps, have some maturity, have some experience, have seen some success. Um, so we are communicating with those. This, this weekend I'll be going to watch a, you know, practice at one of those schools. And so, you know, it, they are, they are kind of in the forefront of our mind right now. We'll also play a few community colleges as well this fall. Um, 
But so uh, right now, that's going to help us. Um, those schools having some good programs with some good athletes um, is, is my hope is that we have a great relationship with them. And I already had a pretty good relationship with Jones when I was at Memphis. We brought a, a couple of athletes in my time there up to Memphis. And, and so, um, so I'm pretty familiar with them. And then with Pearl River, whenever I came down, um, actually one of the coaches at Jones told me of, you know, an athlete or two at Pearl River as well. And, um, and so for us, we're definitely on that. I think we're going to, we're going to fill some gaps with some junior college athletes. And then regarding the transfer portal. So the transfer portal clearly has been significant in men's sports. And, and I do think that it is growing exponentially with regards to the women's side. And, you know, at the end of May, and I'm literally talking about May 28th. This is probably less than two weeks outside of regular season competition for the sport of softball. There was a thousand softball division one student athletes wow. in the portal at wow. that time. And so if you think about it on average, that's three athletes per team in the portal from every program, that's you know, nice. and so um, it is it is growing. I don't know how many of those are finding homes. Um, if they are finding homes, how many are sacrificing scholarship to continue to play? Like you know, have high hopes of playing and transferring, and but may have to not earn as much scholarship to get an opportunity to continue to play the game. I mean, and then of course, like your Power Five uh, athletes, they're they're able to find the home. Usually, they just kind of circle the Power Five. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting process because it's fairly new to the sport of softball. There's always been some transfers here and there, but it has grown like crazy because of the portal. All right, Coach Kid, now we have a really short three-minute break. Can you stick around for just a couple of minutes? Had just a couple of more questions we'd like to ask you before we let you go. Absolutely. All right, Coach Natalie Poole is the new women's softball coach here at the University of of Southern Mississippi, and she will continue on the Eagle Hour uh, right after the break. I want to remind you, though, about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it 365 uh, on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. You having any more luck with that, Santa, about the Alexa thing? Well, no, somebody told me you have to plug some things in. So I, I thought all this wireless internet. Is, I just wouldn't worry about it. I think this internet thing is a fad. It like is a fad. Yeah, it won't be around it another year or two. It won't be around very yeah. long. And uh, a little later in the show, and uh, coming up actually pretty shortly from now, Juan Cardona is a new basketball coach with a men's team. I think the men's team is going to be better than everybody uh, seems to think, and uh, we'll talk to Coach Cardona about that right on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi as we broadcast from the Southern Bank Course Studio in Hattiesburg. We'll be back more with Coach Natalie Poole after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark sponsors the second segment of the Eagle Hour each and every day. It's a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. Great place to shop online as well at campusbookmart.net. We'll be talking basketball here in a few minutes, but we had a couple more questions. We wanted to ask the new Southern Miss uh, Lady Softball coach, Natalie Poole. Coach, thanks uh, for sticking around. Uh, fall practice uh, starts when, and I would assume that you coming into a new program, this will be a really important time for you and your staff. Absolutely. We actually began team practice last Wednesday, and um, we were already supposed to have even competed at this point, and then we had a team bow out. And You know, sometimes with the fall, there's, you know, there's some things that end up happening schedule-wise that change a little bit, but we plan to play in the next couple of weeks, and we've got a couple play dates against outside competition, and and honestly, the team practices have been a little more eye-opening because it's not just an individual skill development time for us, but it is also growth as a team. You know, how we work around each other, how we communicate, you know, strategically, how we work some different defensive things and all of that kind of and then putting together offensive strategy and uh, what we're capable of doing. And so it's definitely been really nice to be around one another because, you know, of course, a lot in early on, we're just feeding them information and feeding them and teaching them, you know, and so now just being in those small groups and then transitioning to where we're in a team environment. The energy is um, different. It's it's not just focused, but now we get to do that alongside our t- other teammates and kind of see how we all work together. And so it's been really good to be out there working as a team, and we're making the most of every day at practice and um, really just trying to grow as a collective group and get people in different places and see what all we're able to do. And you come at a time when obviously the school is moving to the Sunbelt Conference so you'll be the first coach to coach these uh, young women in the Sun Belt. Have you had a chance to analyze uh, the strength of women's softball in the Sun Belt Conference? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that comparatively, I was um, last year was on the NCAA softball committee, so a part of postseason selections, and um, so definitely have, and of course, just being a head coach for the last twenty-one years, like. I've been around a lot of different programs and have seen a lot of these coaches. I know a lot of these coaches and their programs that are in the Sun Belt. And we've got our work cut out for us, to be quite honest with you. We've got three bodies on the mound. We've only got three pitchers. Now, each of those pitchers were here last year and did receive pitching time. And we return our number one, we return our number two, and we return our number three. For us, if we don't get someone at midterm, we've got to maintain health. And we've got to make sure that we're able to pitch our way into some success because it's going to be a battle in the Sun Belt. It's a very reputable conference, RPI-wise in the nation. Usually sits right outside of Power 5, number 6, number 7. And so just in terms of strength of conference, it's high up there, um, which is exciting because it's definitely what the environment that I want to be a part of. Um, So for us, I think that we've got some pieces that can help us succeed, and that's mentality-wise. You know, part of it is just kind of teaching mentality, teaching that competitive piece. And then also we're just doing our best to grow them as athletes so that they can compete against high-level pitching, against high-level opponents, against high-level hitters, because that's what we're up against. Coach, one thing you do hear sometimes about fast-pitch softball is it's all pitcher and catcher. What would you say to someone who says that it's all about the pitcher and the catcher? I would say that they're – pretty right on. I mean, to me, like, 
you know, you we've seen opportunities where or seen games and and teams where they just out hit people because their pitching isn't so great, and that's what they kind of have to focus on. But if truly your ability to really be successful at this level is to keep people from scoring, and so and the majority of that happens from what the pitcher is doing, her ability to man, you know manage and minimize extra base hits, minimize walks, minimize those things that are going to feed our defense with what we can do to keep people from scoring. And so, and then if you don't have a catcher that can manage base runners, you have a catcher that can't manage, you know, receiving, you know, it's going to, it's going to damage your team because a kid that gets on always gets to second base because you can't throw people out or you don't receive well. And so kids move up, you know, whenever your catcher's not handling what they're supposed to. So pitching and catching is, extremely significant to what we do coach and i probably especially don't, for finding success yeah i probably don't need to tell you this this will be my last comment and then throw it back to kelly but uh, i'm sure you know you live in a in a community that adores its baseball program and has had a lot of sure. national success in baseball i can tell you coach I, I think and kelly can comment on this i think people in this area will embrace softball to the same degree you know, if the if the program mm-hmm. gets to winning on a regular basis, and I I think that that's uh, I just think that's something that's accurate. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, success breeds interest. You know, people want to be around success. They want to see what's happening, what's going on. And they want to be around that type of energy. And so, trust me, I do too as a coach, right? I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's positive. It's, it's, it feels good. And, you know, and I imagine for people who are choosing to spend their time, their own personal time to support something, they want to support something that represents a good culture, a positive culture, a positive direction, all of these pieces winning, you know, those things that they want to see. And so, um, and I know that's part of what we're here to do. That's part of what I'm here to do. That's what I'm hired to do is to create a good environment, create a successful environment. And, and I know that along with that comes more support. And, you know, softball is very lucky because I do think that they have a lot of people in their corner, but you're right. I think that it would grow exponentially by us showing success on the field. Coach, the final question I have for you is I, you talked about your meetings that you were talking over offensive strategies and whatnot. I want you to, sure. to comment on the offensive strategy of Bill Murray in the movie Meatballs, where he's coaching his softball team, and he calls timeout, and he walks up to the hitter, and here, here's what he said to his hitter, and I want you to, to react to what he told his hitter. He said, and I'm quoting here, Try to hit the ball very, very far. What do you, what do you, what, what do you, what do you think about that strategy, Coach? Well, internally, I'm thinking that all the time. Like, uh, you know, I, I wish sometimes the kids probably wish that we didn't have like a an earpiece uh, communicating system. Um, it's probably safer that we don't, you know. Um, but I uh, trust me, I'll be in their corner if they hit the ball very, very far. But, you know, we, we've tried to, I will say this, we've, we really have tried to get them to focus right now on process so that we do get that result. So we're doing our best to kind of train them up in that way and to 
Um, and so my hope is that we do find that offensive success that uh, that he was looking for and I'm looking for. <laughs> well, here's, right? one, here's one more suggestion for you, Coach. We had the Middle Tennessee baseball coach tell us this year – we were interviewing him, and we asked him, "What do you What are you telling your kids, and how are you preparing to face the Southern Miss pitching staff?" And he said, "Well, I'm mm-hmm. telling them to swing the bat really hard, just in case they hit it." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, what do you do if you don't swing? <laughs> you know, we've got to raise percentages here, right? Right, right? Yeah. Hey, Coach, delightful having you on the show. We're glad to have you here in Hattiesburg, and. Uh, one thing about the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and, and we've always made a point of doing this, we like to cover all the sports at Southern Miss. So, uh, you know, if we haven't scared you off, we'll be calling you again uh, to bring you back on the show uh, numerous times as we get closer to softball. I'd love to chat with you guys again and, and just to be able to share. Like, I'm really grateful to be here. Um, glad to have an opportunity to coach the Golden Eagles, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. All right, Coach Natalie Poole, the new uh, lady softball coach. Uh, all right, Kelly, is that, that, that's a fair statement, is it not? I mean, I think we saw that in volleyball. You had talented players, not a very good environment. They blossomed under a better environment. Hopefully, we see the same thing here. Well, I I think that college sports is is at a is at a crossroads here because you and I have used the term old school before. And I think lots of times there's negative connotations when you say old school. It means that they're gruff, that they're, uh, you know, could be rude, could be, you know, over overbearing, those sorts of things. That's not necessarily the case. Old school to me means focusing on fundamentals and making sure that, that that's right. done first. But then you've got the new age coaches and we, we laughed about Zach Taylor last year, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, saying that his wide receivers were complaining that they were being bullied against the Steelers. <laughs> you know, So you've got that mixture of old school and new age, and I think there's got to be a happy medium. And you know, to use our football reference, I think Will Hall is that happy medium. I think he's perfect. Yeah, he's old school because of his dad, Bobby Hall. You know, he he's been raised in a football environment, but he also understands the world of social media with texting and Snapchat and Instagram and all. He gets all that too. He understands the relationship with the media. So I think Will Hall is a perfect combination of those, yeah. and it sounds like Coach Poole is a little in that uh, that realm as well. well. What are the chances that the the Bengals are going to get bullied tonight by the Dolphins? Well, that'll be the excuse if they lose to the Dolphins, but I got news for you, Bob Getty. We're going to gut those fish tonight. <laughs> the Dolphins have no chance. We're unveiling our white uniforms. It's going to be something well, tonight. Like, well, like white tigers. Yes, the white the, tigers. The white tigers wow. White rush helmets all right, and all Juan that. Cordona is one of the new men's basketball coaches. He's next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, fourth segment, uh, third segment sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. I've got it right now, Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Kelly, you got a little something special about Fourth Street. Yeah, Slade and the guys wanted me to relay the message to everybody that, you know, the Saints are playing in London 
this Sunday. Bob and I still are scratching our heads as to why National Football League teams play in London. But nonetheless, the Saints and Vikings are playing this Sunday morning at 8.30. So they're not going to open at 8.30, but they are going to open at 10 o'clock this Sunday morning. And they're going to have the halftime brunch with all the best breakfast food you can possibly have, including breakfast-style beverages. Um, so Saints fans, don't forget to report to 4th Street Bar and Grill this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock to check out the second half of the Saints-Vikings game. All right. Juan Cardona is a new basketball coach, University of Southern Mississippi. He came uh, to USM after two years at Mercer, where he won 17 and 18 games. But in Miami Christian High School, he was 74 and 19 as a coach, winning two state championships there. Coach, we're we're excited to have you in Hattiesburg and excited to have you on the Eagle Hour. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Oh, I appreciate I appreciate you guys, Bob and Kelly, for having me in in um in the program and and we're excited uh, uh, about everything that's going on um on this with this team and and the opportunity that it, it presents to everybody uh, regarding the program. All right, Coach, I'm going to put you right on the spot. I, I told you this off the air. We met one of your players here a week or so ago, the young man that transferred here from Ole Miss, and, and he told us that collectively uh, this group is dedicated to winning, that he personally was tired of not being on a winning team. That was going to change. I believe, and I said this to you off the air, I believe this team is going to be a lot better than people think based on – their impressions from last year. Your thoughts? No, I, and 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 I agree a hundred percent on the comments because that's. I think winning is a it's a feeling. You know what I mean? And, and it starts. You, you you know when you have a special team in your hands. The second uh, uh, you get you get them together and you you get them to buy into the into the system that that you're gonna implement. And I think like like I was telling you guys off the air. Um, I think this 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 is a great thing to reflect what Coach Latner is all about. You know you know what I mean. So it's about playing together, about outworking the opponent, about about having fun, but at the same time just being detail oriented in everything that we do. So we all excited uh, up here in the in the in the program, and and we're looking for great things. And for this year, Coach Cardona, talking to some of your players specifically, and I'm going to quote here. Uh, one of the players in particular said about you, Coach Cardona coaches his ass off. Um, he meant that very complimentary. But what does that mean? Um, I think I think the, if 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 we go back a lot right to to our story and 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 the reason we click. Um, that going back to Coach Latner and myself is that we come from the bottom. You know what I mean. So when you come from the high school ranks, then uh, uh, then, then he did it. He did it at the JUCO. Like 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 the, he's the only one that have won it or, or um, the national championship with only three out of staters. You know what I mean. But but we all have to pull together, and I and I appreciate you guys' support in all in all this uh, situation because it's very hard to put a team together in in, in Division One basketball. But but the way we come up is the only way we know how to do things. You know what I mean? I mean, in my opinion, right? The only the, the way I coach basketball is it's like there's no tomorrow because if you know my story, there's there's no tomorrow, right? And and Coach Latner for myself and my family has been a blessing, right? Um um and and I think I, and I'm not very interested in in people telling me that they love me. 
but but I am interested in people showing me that they love me. So that's what I try to do. Go about it every day, and um and I just try to be appreciative with my actions, right? Uh, uh, uh for the for the for the opportunity he gave me and my family and the players in the program right now. All right, Coach, how, how is this team going to be different this year? I know it's a lot of new kids, but is this going to be a defensive-oriented team or are you working on improved shooting? I mean, what is the philosophy going in? I think, I think the, uh, and I appreciate the question. It's a great question. Um, when, when you talk about Southern Miss basketball, we're going to play fast. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play you 94 feet. We're gonna we're gonna trap you. We're gonna go up and down. We're gonna share the ball, and and and, and just to resume, it's gonna it's gonna be a collective effort. You know what I mean? So when you come come and play us, you're gonna you're gonna play us. You know you have to bring more than seven, eight guys because we're gonna force you to rotate guys. Because if you don't, it's gonna be very hard for you to to to, to stay with us for forty minutes, right? So I think we have the pieces to play that style. I think we're very long, very versatile. And guys, uh, uh, the, the the beauty of this team is that we don't we don't have very similar guys. So everybody has uh, uh, a unique talent that they're gonna bring to the table. That being outside shooting, that being driving to the ball, that that being offensive rebound, IQ. So so if we if 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 we right as a group we can we can go out there every night and and make sure that every talent goes into the system and and and, and go into what we're doing. Like I said, we're gonna. We, Southern Miss is, is up to a great year, not a good year, a great year. Coach, we've had international players before. Artur Kanatsik comes to mind. He's out of the program now, but this team will have probably more a stronger international flavor than ever before. A lot of our players coming from Chile. Now, you, you're of Puerto Rican descent. You've coached in South Florida. Tell us about the connection with the Chilean players, and how do you find guys like this? No, no doubt. Uh, um, when I when I was I was coaching professional uh, about twelve, I did that for twelve years uh, uh, overseas and stuff. So I have a strong connections with agents, with, with with guys that know they they know a lot of players. So when when my mentor, right, Art Art Alvarez, who's in charge, who was in charge of the of JJ Barea's career, right, he's the one that brought me into the states. So so. When when we started forming that group together, I was blessed uh, uh, to get Felipe, to get Nestali, to get to get some other players that 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 we could put together and won a back to back state championship. So the the relationship we have with the overseas guys is very strong, right? Because because they have to know that that mom and dad are just they just care about you taking care of their baby. You know what I mean? All we we right. gonna. We're gonna we're gonna take care of their baby, but at the same time we gotta be we, we gotta win some ball games. So I was blessed. Felipe at the time was in California, so so he, he was gonna do his last year down in in um, California. But we talked about uh, uh, many options, and and he finally put the trigger on us, and and he was player of the year from one year to another. Yeah. So so we are blessed to have an international flavor, if you want to call it that. Because, like I said, it's, uh, uh, well, when you really look at our team, it's a lot of guys looking to be themselves. And I think Coach Latner and, and his style of play, his personality, allows everybody to be themselves. Well, so I think, in my opinion, the, the, the mix of talent that we have 
is unbelievable for in, in this coming up year. Well, Felipe's not the only one that's leaving the state of California. Just about everybody, just about everybody's <laughs> leaving the state of California. But the guys telling me that they say Felipe is a stud with a capital S. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't have any doubt that that we have a couple of guys. Um, just just shooting for that player of the year uh, award. And, and, and I'll be lying if I don't tell you that Felipe is, is one of them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the kind of talent he has. I think, I think only not, not, not everybody has the talent to, to walk in a room and, and, and just by his presence, everybody will get better. And I think Felipe is unique in, in that regard, that, that whatever he is or whatever he is, he makes everybody better from the coaching staff, from the players, for every, to, to everybody that's surrounding that, the, the team. And everybody, like I said, uh, uh, we're going to show it with actions, the, the, the exciting uh, uh, way we're going to play, and Felipe is the anchor of all of that. All right, Coach, just a minute left. What, is it, what message would you have to all the people last year that were howling so loudly, and I'll just say it like it was, calling for Coach Ladner's, uh, you know, head – uh, he goes out, he hires you, he brings in a lot of new players. What is the message you would have for the critics from last year? It's, it's, it, and I'm going to put it in simple words. We're going to make sure we, set, we we change that mentality, and they're going to have to wait a little longer because we're going to win the league. That's what it is. And and, and, and I'm, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it like that because I, I, that's how much trust I, I have in, in, in this team and the staff and the coach Latner. So whoever – Whoever is is, is uh, uh, having that feeling that that Coach Landner has to be replaced, they're gonna have to wait because they're gonna have to see him win the league and get an extension and and, and and be for a long time down here in Southern Miss. That's my message. All right, Coach. Well, it's a pleasure having you on the Eagle Hour, and uh, your enthusiasm is contagious. So I, I got to yes, tell sir. you, Kelly and I are looking forward to basketball season, and we look forward to bring you back on the show many times uh, during the course of the year. I appreciate uh, the opportunity of being in the program, and I, w- I would love to say one more thing. Make sure those fans, everybody, get uh, and buy tickets early, because you don't want to be left out when we put 85 or uh, 100 in, in, in this arena. Mike, my words, and, and, and it's about 40 days before the season, and that's the way I feel, and, and and, and we're going to show it with action. That's all it is. All right. Coach Juan Cardona, everybody. Wow. <laughs> okay, can, can he be more enthusiastic than Will Hall? <laughs> I think he's challenging Lance Ancor. <laughs> yeah, I can right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. Great training facilities on Hardy Street for baseball, softball, and for any sport for adults. Make sure you check out their state-of-the-art facility. They're located on Hardy Street, and they've got a training program for you. Also want to thank Mobay Bidjay Company for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. You can go train at D1 and then go have a great batch of 
beignets at Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. I'm actually headed to Mobay Beignet as soon as the show's over. Going to meet a friend there that's uh, in from Good. out of town. So. Chances are you go to Mobay Beignet a lot more than you do a training facility. Is that safe to say? Well, yeah, but I mean, who's counting? But but I do appreciate the tip, though, Bob, that the dipping sauces, I thought you were supposed to drink those. I was no, going, no, you're supposed to put them on the beignet. I was going to say, because it's yeah. not a whole lot to drink. Yeah, uh, I, I noticed when we were down there. <laughs> I want to thank Natalie uh, Poole, the new softball coach uh, for Southern Miss, and also Juan Cardona. And, you know, I'm thinking, Kelly, after that interview with Coach Cardona, how would you like to be locked in a room with Coach Cardona and Lance Ancar after they both had three Red Bulls? Well, I think uh, you've heard the phrase of a rubber room. I, th- <laughs> I think they better both be in a rubber room because uh, they're going to be bouncing off the walls. And I want to clarify what I think I heard him say. He predicted they were going to win the league. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and, in, and in the commercial break, I, I talked <laughs> – I was talking to Coach Ladner, who's down on the coast recruiting, and uh, and he heard what Coach Cardona had said. <laughs> Coach Ladner says, so, "I heard that conversation. That was a great conversation." Yeah, he said, "Is it, the show is live, right? So you can't go back and bleep that out." I, I said, "No, man." But you know, Coach Ladner said, "Look, I'd I'd rather have that type of enthusiasm than woe is me and well, yeah, the end and, is near." And then he, you know? then he tells us that th- this young man that, uh, that Felipe. Co- is a 6'10 kid that can run from basket to basket, can handle the ball. Like can a point pass guard. The ball. Yeah. Juco player of the year in the state of California. And, and the, the players on the team who practice with this guy every day, uh, their words, not mine, saying they think he's probably the best Southern Miss basketball player since Clarence Weatherspoon. Well, in, in his skill set and what he can do. So well, I, I think this is going to be. Interesting and exciting when basketball season starts. It's not too far off. No, and that's a that's a, obviously big shoes to fill when somebody's comparing you to Clarence Weatherspoon. But um, the guys love his skill set. They the, the, the Southern Miss basketball fans are going to be amazed by what this guy can do on the exciting. floor. Exciting! You heard it first right here on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. They win the Sun Belt. And and for the record, Bob, we've been set straight. Coach Cardona doesn't drink just your average coffee. No, no, he drinks Cuban coffee. Correct. Right. Which, Here's what Coach Ladner said. When I met him, I drank one cup. I was jacked up for two days. <laughs> but, but he drinks, Coach Cardona drinks about seven or eight cups a day. So Great interview uh, yeah. uh, with Coach Cardona and uh, with Natalie Poole. All right, Thursday night football, uh, the Dolphins uh, playing the Bengals. But I want to go back to what you said about 4th Street Bar and Grill and the Saints playing I'm going to catch it again. I know. I made some comments about music at the stadium and heard a lot about that. Probably hear a lot about this. Don't really care. But I'm old school about the National Football League. I thought the NFL stood for National Football League. It is the Professional Football League of the United States of America. Why do you think so much emphasis is being placed on these foreign games? And and then I read this morning that they're going to have – stickers on their helmets from different countries uh, for the next two weeks. Because I, because Roger Goodell wants to make this a worldwide league, not just National Football League, but a worldwide league. You know, future games are planned for Mexico City, uh, already in London, obviously. Uh, in the, the World Football League, you know, which, which actually produces some players for the National Football League, there have already been teams in Germany. It's always following the money, Bob. It's always following the money. So there must be money to be made by, you know, but 
I, I just, I'm like you. Now, if, if you want a true international sport, soccer's the king. Yeah, they're already right? there. Yeah. I, I would make this point, too. It would seem to me that what they're doing is unfair to the season ticket holder in New Orleans. That one of, I guess one of the home games that otherwise you might be able to go enjoy is now being played in London. So that's one less time you're going to get to see your team in person. Well, on the on the brighter side, the way the Saints are playing, it'll save you one one uh, grocery sack. Yeah, but you know they don't feel that way. You know they want to be at those games. Yeah, no, you're right. But but the the NFL because nobody wants to play over there, so the NFL rotates. You know, as to who goes, the players don't like it. Do no, they? no, and you remember the Redskins, and when when you were a then Washington Redskin fan, I was they a Bengals, played the Bengals in in London to a boring ten to ten tie. I think it was, and both teams had oppor- overtime had uh, opportunities to win it in overtime. Neither one could kick a field goal in overtime. I, That's I, had, right. I felt I remember getting up from that game and thinking I've just completely wasted four and a half hours of my life that I can never get back. Well, hopefully that won't be the case this Sunday. But again, if you want to watch the Saints game with a bunch of local Saints fans, the halftime uh, brunch at 4th Street, they're going to open it at uh, 10.30 or 10 o'clock. They're going to open at 10 o'clock just in time for the second half of the game. They have all kinds of breakfast food and breakfast drinks, all that at 4th Street on Sunday. Saints play an early Sunday morning. All right, on the road tomorrow, we'll be at Woolwine Ford up in Collins, the Mississippi Peanut Festival. Got a full two-hour show lined up for you. Hope you'll join us. We're looking forward to being there, and we hope you will, too. Until tomorrow from Collins, Southern Myth. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.